Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is taken from our uh, gospel reading from John chapter 15 with an emphasis on these words. Jesus said, Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is our text, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. There are very few things that I can think of more satisfying than opening up a really good book. Any of you who really enjoy reading or who are avid readers already know the feeling that I'm talking about, that indescribable feeling that comes with it. Being transported to another world, another life. Investing yourself in fascinating characters, historical figures, deep mystery, scary stories, beautiful poetry, and enchanting romances. The written word offers all of this and more to those who dedicate the time to open up a book and to read. However, what separates a good book from a truly great book is that lasting impact which it has on you as a person. Right now, I'm speaking to a group of people who no doubt have been in some way molded, small or great, by their favorite stories. The tales that have resonated with you and affected your outlook on life, the heroes, both real and imaginary, whose lives and works you strive to imitate. Yes, very few things can beat a truly great book and the value that we place on the words therein. Indeed, this value carries over into our life of worship as well. For the sole rule and norm for the teaching of the Christian faith is to be found in the words which are ascribed in a book. Some of you call it the good book. Others call it simply the Holy Bible. For centuries, the world has opened this one singular text for wisdom, for comfort, for meaning, and for hope. But the church places far more value on it than any single one of these things. For the scriptures have a still higher purpose in the lives of God's faithful people. It's far more to us than just a good read. This value, of course, is found in Christ Jesus. For the Bible is the sole faithful exposition of his life, his works, his nature, and the salvation which he brings to us. Whether you are reading it yourself or having it read to you, the Word cannot help but reveal this Christ to you by its teaching. This, dear friends, is why Jesus speaks the way that he does in our Gospel reading today regarding the words of the Holy Scriptures. Hear him again when he says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. Take just a moment and think about what Jesus is saying here. His words, that is, the word of Scripture, abides within you. It acts in accord with you, moving you to live according to his commandments. 
This is what we mean when we say that the word of the Lord is indeed living and active in our lives. The whole purpose of the scriptures is to have a direct, visible impact on your life. If these words of your Lord abide in you, then you abide in your Lord. And therefore, you will not be the same. St. John, at the end of his account of the gospel, describes the active work of the scriptures in this way. He says, These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. You see, the reading and the hearing of the Bible works knowledge and faith into the hearts of those who receive it. All this it does to the end that they would have life in the name of Christ. Talk about a life-changing book. This, dear friends, is something that no other written word can even hope to claim. I remember as when I was a child and I read J.R.R. Tolkien's famous book, The Hobbit, for the very first time. This, of course, opened up the entire Lord of the Rings series to me. I remember the way that I was sucked into the world of Middle-earth and its fantastic characters. I remember not being able to put it down because I just had to know what happened next. I remember the way, I remember wanting to be certain characters in that story, so much so that ten-year-old me began imitating King Aragorn when playing with my friends. But there's one particular line in this story that I always come back to as my favorite in the entire series. When the captain of the White Tower, Faramir, nearly dies of fever, it is the healing hand of King Aragorn which saves his life. When he awakes from his coma, the king urges him to take rest and to be ready for his return. To which the brave knight Faramir responds, I will, my lord. For who could lie idle when the king has returned? Dear friends, as Christ dwells with us in his holy word, he employs it to give us knowledge of his saving works for us, how he gives us his commandments, how he perfectly lived to fulfill the law in our stead, how he healed the sick, and how he raised up the lowly, how he conquered death itself by his own suffering and death on Calvary's cross, and how he will raise us up to new life on the last day, just as he himself is risen from the dead. Now bear in mind, these are not some far-flung tales in a fantasy novel. Your king has brought you true healing And he abides with you through his word, through the Holy Scriptures, inviting you to find rest for your soul in him and to be ready for his return on the very last day. Emmanuel reaches into your life through the hearing of his words, through the proclamation of his gospel of salvation. Rejoice, friends, for your God has a voice. He is not silent. What's more, he, he, uh, he invites you as Christians to be the mouthpiece for his word as you go about sharing the good news of Christ, the coming king, with all your friends and with all your neighbors. 
Do not be afraid and do not shrink from this mighty task, for Christ assures you in his own words, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. This, dear friends, is accomplished by the hearing of the Word. The living, active Word will move your hearts and your voices to make sweet confession of Christ Jesus to all the world. Hear his voice and be encouraged. Take your courage from him, your God, who is with you in your proclamation. Worry not about the seriousness of this command, but instead trust in him. Let his words abide in you as he has promised they will. For who could lie idle when the king is returned? In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in this same Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.